two misguided coaches, one formidable goal. This is the Centre Pass Podcast. Welcome back to the Centre Pass Podcast for another week. Two misguided coaches, one formidable goal. Cam, good to see you again, mate. Another week in the can. How are you feeling? Yeah, mate. Oh, still feeling good. Enjoying the journey. It's been, you know, a real fun, you know, last couple of weeks just to start actually getting into the coaching part, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's a journey that is promising to have a lot of highs, a lot of lows. And for us this week, probably one of our tougher weeks, but we'll get to the game in a second. We've got quite a few things, of course, as we always do to get through. We'll talk about our training first of all. So Cam, leading up to the week's game, it was the first time that we both got to train together, which I thought was a, a nice a nice change for us. Yeah, mate, it was, it was nice to have a friend out there, have someone to help, you know, split the drills and maybe take a bit more time to explain them and use someone as a demonstration as well. Yeah, and also probably what not to do in my case. We're sort of thinking about coming up with a new segment called Machu's Mishap where I do something that either makes people laugh or is not what's supposed to happen. And uh, so that's basically something that I think we'll talk about a little bit later on. But but in terms of the training itself, Cam, had a lot to get through, didn't we, in terms of leading up to Game 2, which of course was the previous weekend. Yeah, well, we finally sort of able to get a bit more of a bigger number to the training, you know, almost the full team to the training. So it was, it was a good chance to try and build on some structures and um, start to create some links. And we had some things we wanted to work through and, and start to integrate, you know, the return of our shooters and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a, a few things to, to work through and it might have just got a little bit busy, maybe try to take on too much in one, one training, but. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, when I guess you also have two coaches there who can focus on their own areas and whether we did get a bit too busy with what was going on or maybe over overthought our hand uh, given how close the game was last week. Of course, if this is your first episode, we, we lost our first game of the season by a single goal. So with that sort of result in mind, we were looking at little things, I think, that could make a big difference. And I know in the defensive end, we were looking at footwork, intercept drills and, and things like that. And Cam, you've already touched on it a little bit in terms of cohesion and comms, but also that sort of feed into the circle as well, the shooting circle, weren't you? Yeah, we did a little bit on movement in the shooting circles for the shooters and also a little bit about potential ways to attack it. We did just run out maybe a, a little bit of time to actually go through that uh, you know, shooter edge, shooters sort of flow into the circle drill. And so we didn't quite get what we wanted there, but you know, that's all a part of the learning. That's it. And, you know, again, this is only our second training week of the season. And so, you know, there's going to be so much more, I think, that we'll learn along the way. And we'll look back at this week in particular and think, man, remember when we were at that point uh, of the season. Before we get into the game, though, let's talk, uh, unfortunately, about my mishap. So basically what happened, Cam, of course, was I'm very much a coach that is do as I say, not as I do. And, and that was not, not more obvious than I was trying to run my own drill and basically uh, stepped on a ball and <laughs> slipped over and fell on my butt in front of everybody. And uh, fair to say she was a, a fairly embarrassing moment. A loud thunderous boom was heard across Teachers College uh, that night. So if anybody had heard anything in the wider area, that was just that was just me falling over. Yeah, mate, I was off running my own drill there and I hear this boom, you know, and I look around and you're on the floor and I, 
And I'm like, what the hell's just going on? And the best <laughs> part about it was one of the committee members, oh. Andrea, we've talked about her. Lovely lady, fantastic yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah, Wouldn't say a bad word about anyone. No. I hear her just go, oh, we don't need that. <laughs> and and it, it was just brilliant. Like, a, And I asked what happened. <laughs> and you said, we don't need to talk about it. And, and so we returned we to our drill. Uh, yeah, no, no. So... Uh, I think I, re- I managed to save myself. I fell on my butt, but then turned it into a bit of a Bruce Almighty pose as I sort of explained the rest of the drill. But yeah, I could just imagine, just <laughs> just imagine Andre just looking head down. But yeah, so that was that was the much as mishap for this week. Tune in next week where I'm sure I'll do something else that will end up on the on the podcast probably for the third uh, third week in a row. But to the game we go against uh, Phys Ed Teal, a team who had lost their first game by three points to St Hilda's College B. And so we arrived Cam about 20 to 10, you know, a lot earlier than our first game, which is at 20 past two. A lot of things that needed to be discussed and getting into the right zone, and we went from there. Yeah, we did. We we got in and we able to get into our you know, team chat a bit earlier and also on for the court a bit earlier because, well, not many games have been played at that time in the no, morning. No, none, in fact. Yeah, so so the energy levels were there, though I think I sort of personally was feeling quite flat. It had been quite a big week for me at work, so I showed up reasonably tired. And it's fair to say I think there was probably that sort of level from some of the players who <laughs> some of them had just woken up, some of them who were recovering from sickness as well, so they were feeling a little bit under the weather, I'd suggest. Okay, so let's get to the game wrap now. The first quarter, we came out and we did a lot of what we did in the first game in that first quarter. We played really well. We went goal for goal really early on. From there, though, we started to lose a little bit of momentum and basically tried to chase the game a wee bit. A couple of turnovers here and there, unfortunately, didn't help our cause, and we lost the first quarter 8-4. Very close, uh, again, just a couple of turnovers, a couple of centre passes, and then we're back in the game, we thought. Unfortunately, by the second quarter, uh, things kind of changed a little bit more. A few turnovers here and there. We really started to lose our flow a bit, particularly through midcourt, and we lost the second quarter one goal to nine. So that was a 17-5 halftime score. I think it's pretty important to note at this point that why we were coming in with... You know, a lot of players back. There were a couple of players out again, mm. and that the, some of these players who were back were hoping for you know, a, quite a reduced minutes game for themselves. And so I think what happened in that second quarter is we weren't able to provide that because we just didn't have the depth on the bench. We had one to two players on the bench who maybe cover the roles that we needed to, and it just got maybe a little bit hard for those girls coming back from COVID and a few others who were recovering from other illnesses in the week. Yeah, that's right. A lot of players wanting to come off, a lot of players wanting to move position. One player who came off as well, just who who felt quite rattled. So lots of different things here and there. Really tough quarter for us to manage and to come back from halftime 17-5 down with a message of hope for the girls. We did our best. We told them to go out there and to be positive and to communicate and to get your arms up and to be fair, I thought it worked reasonably well. We opened with the first three goals of the third quarter. Again, very similar to what happened in the first game where we went on a bit of a mini run to start the second half. Unfortunately, we did lose a bit of momentum. Again, as you've mentioned, Cam, 
players tired, players returning from illness, players who felt like they needed a bit of a break, but we couldn't provide them with that. We didn't have enough numbers on the sideline. And so we ended up conceding the next five goals to lose the quarter 5-3, 22-8 score overall. We had somebody else come in, didn't we, Cam, to, to help us with the final team talk of the game, just that three-quarter time there. And, and the basic message was just to go out there, have fun, support each other, and to communicate. So they went out there, did as much as they could, and again, you couldn't fault the girls for doing what they did. Unfortunately, we lost the fourth quarter 7-2, and the final score 29 points to 10. A very tough game for us and a very big learning curve for us. I know it was a massive learning curve for me. I walked away from that game feeling disappointed and that I'd let the team down uh, from from what we had tried to install. But, you know, it was a, it was a very important game and, and probably good to have one of those games very early on, Kim. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we took a lot of learnings from it. Things like we both care about the team and we care about Big the time. performance. We want them to do well. We don't necessarily want them to go and win and stuff like that. We want them to go out there and put a good performance out there. And maybe some part of this comes from a little bit of the fact that we're broadcasting our results to a lot of people. Mm. But I think we need to work a little bit on uh, controlling our emotions. Uh, I, I think the messages at you know, half time and the third quarter were overall positive but they they might have not matched the body language that might have been coming through from us and I think that's important because we're trying to pick these girls up but if we're sitting there you know preaching one word and just not showing the other you know the same sort of link then it's probably not going to transfer to them and you know after the game you know rightly so to be a bit disappointed with the performance but disappointed with what we'd done you know how we got them prepared maybe a little bit of just for us it's probably a little bit of scared you know like oh gosh like how can we do better kind of thing that makes it a little bit you know a little bit more of a stronger emotion thing but I think we learnt a lot from how we conduct ourselves on the side of the court when things are going pear shape yeah I think that's the that's one of the main things that I learned was how do I recalibrate my focus from being result oriented to outcome oriented and so things like cheering every tip cheering every turnover acknowledging good comms acknowledging uh, when we do score off a center pass you know things that are very foundational that I thought would be things that we probably didn't necessarily have to acknowledge actually end up being very very important because as one of the players rightly said to me after the game these players know what they need to do. You know, they play this game. They've been playing it for yonks. They they know the micro details that need to be tinkered with, and they just need that encouragement to to put that into play. And so maybe that's something that I've really taken away. I think it goes a little bit beyond just encouraging the the good. You know, it's easy to to clap and be like, "Well done, Rashi, great turnover," or something like that, but. I think the next important piece there is to to help keep their heads high when a mistake does happen. You know, mistakes do happen, especially in netball. Yeah. It, you know, I think one thing that highlighted we did still have quite a strong defensive showing then. Big time. And we still had plenty of ball, and so you know, just giving it away once or twice or you know a couple of times here didn't didn't mean the end of the world. We we were getting enough ball back. It was just about helping those girls 
move past the fact that they had a little mistake there and so the encouragement and support there I think is probably where we, we needed to, to work on on the on the negative side of that. Yeah, and that cohesion is still going to come. You know, they're very early on playing together. A lot of them haven't played for a while. So so it is about building combinations. And it's been difficult, I think, for the players as well, given that they haven't really been playing much together. Key players and key positions have been out a bit with illness. And so there hasn't really been that opportunity to really gel and connect that much on court. So fingers crossed that as the season goes on, these sorts of combinations obviously continue to strengthen but means that we'll be able to enhance the way that we communicate with them as well so that we're not, I don't know, feeding into any negativity that they may feel as well. Yeah. What were your final thoughts, mate, on the game? I think I think there were still a, a fair few things to take away from the game. I think, like you said, our defensive end was very strong. A lot of turnovers once again. There was some serious fight. I would, I would argue there was more fight in that game than there was in the first game because... Players were well outside of their comfort zones, you know, in terms of fatigue, in terms of recovering from illness. But they fought and, you know, they kept, we, we kept them to below 10 goals in each quarter, despite being nowhere near our best. And so I feel very, very proud of our defensive effort and still little things that we obviously can build on. But there's some really, really good strength, I think, with our listening ability from them. You know, they all put their hands up when we tell them to put their arms up. Uh, and things like that. But otherwise, I think that's a couple of things for me. What about you, mate? Yeah, I think uh, the overall thing was, you know, strong, positive start on defence again. And we're just looking to to build those links in the attacking and then continue to build that cohesion between those players, which, are, you know, it's just we haven't quite had the time for that. We've had a you know, variation in who's been available and stuff like that. And, we did have a little lineup planned, and unfortunately, had to change, you know, through to you know due to illness. So we just haven't had quite the chance to to build up solid mid court attack and a solid mid court to to the shooting circle sort of flow. And I think you know, for a couple of weeks under about where we a bit more stable, hopefully with who we've got at trainings and stuff like that, then that will come. But you know, the other thing was there's just a lot of learnings for us and mm. we'll talk to about those learnings shortly, but I, I think we took a good hard look at how we coach and, you know, our sort of mantra or ethos as coaches moving forward, didn't we? So we'll probably get to those very shortly. That's exactly right, mate. And and for those of you, I guess, who've been listening to this podcast for a while, it'd be very difficult I think to expect sunshine and rainbows throughout the whole season and so for me this was an inevitability but the thing is how we bounce back from this and what we learn from this so that's all that we've taken from the game let's now hear from one of the players who featured in the game Claire you're listening to the Centre Pass podcast so Claire obviously a bit of a tough game in the weekend what did you what did you take away from it personally I was I felt a bit disappointed in myself well I can't really blame myself with that because of COVID still recovering don't want long long COVID but I think as a team we did all right I think we did struggle a bit with communication which is always key and we did you know get a bit quiet on the court so improving that for next week 
and just getting the flow between players would be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it is a new team, so mm. it's, it's not like everybody has played together much before. Uh, a lot of new combinations, particularly in that, in that shooting circle. Mm. How are you finding your, your combinations building with the likes of... I'll put myself on the spot here with Caitlin and, and the like. I think we're slowly gelling. But, yeah, that's just going to have to come down to training. And I mentioned it to Cam to work on on Thursday. So I'm really looking forward to it. And also just with the feeders, having them understand, like, our preferences. Like, I prefer to drive the baseline um, and just move around a bit. But Caitlin might prefer to hold the top or be more fluid for what I'm trying to do <laughs> so it's just figuring that out yeah and that takes time doesn't it you know yeah. that's not a, that's not an overnight kind of no. kind of job so looking to this weekend we've obviously got St Hilda's B I think they're sitting on one win four points for yourself is it just a, a case of continuing to work on that combination for this week or is there anything else that you're looking to take out of this week's game as well yeah, just continuing working on the combinations and the flow of the court and players and everything. Definitely want to improve on my fitness <laughs> throughout because at the moment it's quite shocking, especially after COVID. So, just continuing going up from here. Yeah, that's the, and you're not you're not the only one. I'm very unfit. <laughs> of course, the, the the thing for me and Cam obviously is that you you girls are out there in the middle. You. You girls are, are, are in the middle of it, and obviously we can only. Sometimes we're on the outside looking in. What was what? How does it feel on the court as you're sort of playing, and and how much does things like encouragement on the sidelines actually help you girls as players on a day to day game? I think encouragement from the sideline is very key for the game. Like if I'm hearing other people like yell and well in a nice way <laughs> from the sideline that encourages me to you know be more vocal on court and like even in that last quarter um I'm pretty sure um Olivia who's coaching the other team she came over and she was like you need to you know follow in after your shots because I have a really bad habit of just shooting and staying still so I need to follow that in so having that yeah. like follow it in it's just like, oh okay yeah it wakes you up a bit yeah too. it kind of snapped you out of you know habits and so made like a conscious effort to you know go in after it just in case but yeah so highly recommend it <laughs> <laughs> okay that's good definitely noting that for in a nice way <laughs> yeah yeah real po- positive positive vibes only mm. speaking of which let's touch a little bit on the BYO uh <laughs> from Monday night, real random school night for me. I was I was battling the next day, but how important are things like that and having those to to help gel off court and eventually on court? I think they're really important. Like that's probably the first time we've had the chance, like out of um, trainings and everything, to actually fully relax with everyone and kind of get a judge for how you know we all are and like what our likes and dislikes are and commonalities between us um so it's yeah very helpful forming those bonds and it was funny to see <laughs> some people get picked on <laughs> <laughs> no comment absolutely no comment on who got picked on on monday night but massive game uh saturday you fizzed you ready to go yeah i'm excited <laughs> yeah. all right let's do this let's go thank you
You're listening to the Centre Pass Podcast. Well, uh, Cam, always good to hear from one of the players. Always a lot of honesty and a lot of feedback there that we can work with as well uh, moving forward. Yeah, it's always good to hear the view of what the, I guess, more of the inside looking out versus the outside looking in kind of feels. And sometimes you can look at it and you can look, look at the court and you see this, but it's sometimes the feel on the court that helps you make the difference there because what it feels like might be very different to what it looks like. Absolutely right, mate. Well, we have the next segment, of course, which is one that we've been doing basically since day dot, which is called Dear Diary. Uh, it's a chance for us to look back on some of the things that we've learned from the past week. And so, Cam, thankfully for us, quite a few things to talk about in this segment today. I want to lead off a little bit with one of my own reflections, and that's how to deal with with defeat. And I know we've spoken a little bit about it already in terms of our conduct or maybe our emotion getting in the way of what we need to coach. But there was a lot there, I think, for us to understand. And I think the way that we took it for the rest of the day and rest of the afternoon, I know I felt quite a lot of emotion for the rest of the day. But it was really important, I think, so that we have that under our belt and we've become hopefully desensitized with that feeling into the future. Yeah. It's certainly one to, you know, reflect on how to sort of control those feelings and and how we present ourselves. I know that we probably both had a reasonably busy week, you know, maybe to cut ourselves a little bit of slack. We did both have a pretty busy week, so I I don't doubt that we're both a little bit stressed, which can always heighten those things. And I know that, you know, my Saturday morning, I got a call to say I I need to work later as well. So my, my day was looking much longer than it had planned to be. And so there's a few things there that had maybe made it a little bit worse, but yeah, definitely some things to look at about how we conduct ourselves on the sideline from things like, you know, hanging your head when there's a a turnover or, you know, maybe a few words under the breath, et cetera, and cutting that sort of stuff out because, you know, everyone knows that, you know, they've made a mistake and just turn that into support. Yeah, exactly. And I know that we have also spoken before about when it comes to what to say to players at quarter time, particularly after a difficult quarter. That's just something that I think will have to come over a bit of time as well, you know, in terms of the body language, in terms of how we support each other and how we can help them moving forward as well. Yeah, I think this one was a a really important one for me. I had a really big reflection on, I think it's fair to say that you, you do a bit of man management on a game day and I'm really looking to try and maybe find out you know, where we can make some changes on the court. And so, you know, coming in at quarter time, I'm often, you're often giving the positive message and I'm giving the, this is what we need to work on message. And so for me, I think I took a good look at that and decided that game day is for execution and that, you know, we've done the work, it's too late to work on too much at game day. And so, you know, more needs to be about, more of that quarter time message needs to be about just calming them down, getting them into executions, maybe reminding them of the, the role or the plans we've had. And maybe a little bit of like, this is what the team, the other team is doing and how we might need to make some small changes, but keeping that sort of coaching to a minimum on game day because it's by then you know it's time to just go out there and put a plan into place yeah it's almost coaching throughout the week management guidance and support on game day kind of vibes 
the other thing that we then spoke about, and and we were thinking about this, Cam and I, in the aftermath of the game, and you know, obviously for myself, feeling quite disappointed and and having genuinely felt like we'd let the girls down, maybe with our prep or, or something like that. I, I know, you know, there's there's a lot of slack there to be given, but you can't help how you feel, I guess, and maybe it's just because it was the first loss of this kind. Uh, but we had a good chat, didn't we, Cam, in in the group chat where we spoke about a bit of honesty from us around how we felt and what we wanted to do and how proud we were of the girls and, and how much we enjoyed working with them. And so it was really nice, I think, to have had that chat really honest, really upfront, and then ended up coming through with some really supportive messages from the girls as well. Yeah, I think it was good to so, you know, put our hand up and you know say where we had our shortfalls. And you know, it was really nice to get the support messages coming back from the girls you know, hopefully making us feel a little bit better. It did bring us to something that we'd been planning to do for a little while around some team building stuff. We we thought it was sort of a bit in the too hard basket in the last couple of weeks because we, uh, everyone had been quite busy and stuff. But after this game, we thought it was very important to push on some team building stuff. So we had a bit of a team dinner or a BYO to really build on it, didn't we? That's right. It's it's really interesting and really important. I think that opportunities like this on the back of something disappointing on court can actually help develop something off court. So being able to then turn that negative into this positive was something that I think was, was really a testament of the team, really. So we went to a BYO, yes, on a Monday night, a big school night for me, very uh, took me right back. It, it's, it was quite odd, Cam. I think you're probably a little bit more in their demographic than I am, but I definitely felt like, you know, granddad or uncle there um, telling all the jokes and real random punishing gags. But but it was such a good time and I learned a lot. You know, we, we spoke about nicknames and we spoke about ways that we can um, encourage each other. And it was just a good time learning about the players as people rather than as players. Yeah, it was nice to just build some off-court links. You know, through the players probably haven't had much time to interact with each other or get to know each other beyond showing up on netball day you know i know a couple of them might live at the same hall or live close to each other and so those things are really good to build up for themselves because it means that they can continue to do off-field stuff we don't have to be there it's also good for us to also get to know the players beyond just a player you know it's very nice to you know have an idea about what they do on the court and you know whether they're goal defense or goal keep but it's very nice to to know you know, this is the person who wears that bib and what they do, you know. Absolutely. And some of the stories that you'd hear from this these individual people, pretty inspiring. You know, some of them have come a long way from, you know, places like Morrinsville, from Qatar, uh, from all sorts of places to come to Dunedin and to explore the next stage of their life. And so it really put into perspective for me what the team is about. And yes, it's about being competitive. Yes, it's about doing what we can on court. But we've spoken about this before. It's about them as players and as people. And so that's something that I'm really keen to to develop as well. Yeah, it was quite interesting to maybe you know learn a bit of people's personalities and stuff like that. And so therefore, when we got their personality a little bit maybe we can see if we can bring that personality out on the court yes I, and i definitely have a favorite nickname as well 
So, so the pain train, if you're listening, thanks for, thanks for revealing that on the, on the Monday night. Okay, well, let's move now to the newest segment that we have on the podcast, the situation where we tell you where we're standing, who we've got coming up, and basically what our fate looks like. So unfortunately, because of that defeat in game two, we now sit at the bottom of the four-team pool in pool B. And basically that means that we have one more game in this round to go. And then we have our cross-pool game, which will ultimately decide our final position on the ladder and whether or not we'll survive or we'll be relegated. We have one point, but Cam, we've got some hope as well. Yeah, the nice thing is that due to the other result in the, the weekend, so the team that we lost to by one, Charlie's Angel, Charlie's Angels, they bet the St. Hilda's team by, I believe it was six. Six goals, yeah. Six goals, which is an important number because six sits outside the bonus point realm of five points. So unfortunately to the St. Hilda's team, they have their four points from their win last week against the team we lost to, but they do not carry the bonus point for their loss. And so that means that if we can come into this week's game and take a win by six points or more, we will we will go ahead in front of them because of their two losses, unfortunately for them not having a, a bonus point. So that first week performance has come in very strong for us and gives us a chance we're not going to you know focus on that too much we're going to you know worry about just having a good performance and and coming you know through a process versus the outcome Mm. but it's nice to know that if we put it all together we could control our own fate like we don't have to win by this much and then see the other game be this result i guess for us there's maybe a small chance that we we just win and they do get a bonus point that if Charlie's Angels put 50 points on for Z, but we might somehow still go through, but those are sort of wishful thinking. So we're we're keeping it, you know, small into the things that we can control, which is, you know, how our team bounces back. And we're just looking to, to come together and perform together as a team. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I genuinely am. I think there's been a lot of work done in the weeks since we had that result. It's been great in terms of getting to know the players and hopefully that means that there's a lot more buy-in as well from them as well now that we're starting to get to know them as people as well. So of course, if you are interested in coming to that game, it is of course on Saturday the 14th of May down at the Eco Centre at 9am. 9am game, Cam, how do you think we're going to go getting out of bed for that? I think we've had a bit of practice getting up early this week. (laughs) Been a few um, things that we've had on and stuff like that, so... I think, you know, I'm hoping that the team go away and, you know, want to put out that performance this week so they get an early night and, you know, do the right things for their, their team to just help them wake up a bit early in the morning. I will be suggesting to them a little bit later um, on maybe on the Thursday that they get up a little bit earlier than they actually want, which is going to come across as they're going to probably not like that, but just the ability to allow them to have, you know, couple hours before they start where they're actually being awake and you know functioning I think will help them just wake up a little bit but maybe it's a chance to get them together get a coffee or something and you know make it easy like that you know about building those connections off court as well little things like that that we're just starting to realize are actually really important off court for on court now before we go I do just want to talk a little bit Cam about the interview that we did with the hits last Friday your first time 
with a bit of media. How did you go? How did you think you went? Oh, well, it's been quite a crazy few weeks for this in the past podcast, really. Yeah. Yep. You're right. First media interview, first radio interview for me on Friday. I've I've listened back to the the audio. Thank you for them to send that through. Yeah, thanks, Callum. It's, I thought we sounded pretty good. I thought we conveyed our messages quite nicely. You know, I didn't panic or freak out. And maybe there was one question where you pointed to me to answer. I pointed back to you like, no, nah, I don't have anything. <laughs> um, but Give, yeah. You've given away radio secrets here. Yeah. <laughs> behind, that's, and that was the thing for us. You know, we've been doing this audio podcast where we've been able to hide our, our secrets, especially with a little bit of editing where we've made errors and stuff like that. And you guys won't, won't have known that too much, but you know it was live, so no no editing, no cut that later editor. But the other thing was we could hide a little bit of our no, you got it, I got it. But Tuesday morning, we had something a little bit different, didn't we? Yeah. So it's been a you're right, Cam. It's been a very bizarre, very surreal last few weeks. We've obviously, like you've mentioned, had the radio, and then we randomly get this message from netfit the group whose exercises we use for our own netball trainings asking us if we'd like to promote their stuff on a tv show yeah they came through and they sort of said hey we're we're in edgar center in dunedin on tuesday morning doing a little bit of filming for netball zone whether we'd want to come on and have a chat and they said that you know obviously there will be a little bit of tone to to you know how you guys have been using Netfit, which we were quite happy to do because Netfit has been very vital in our Big time. way we've been able to learn and get coaching drills out and stuff like that. And you can learn a little bit more about that if you watch on Monday night. But it was a hell of an experience because I've never been on the radio until Friday <laughs> and now come Tuesday morning, we're there with a TV camera and it was a little bit intimidating. <laughs> I really... um. I was really, really happy that I was there with you because I got to feel the genuine sense of awkward from you as we stood side by side next to each other. And I don't know if you've seen us, but we're not the same height. I think I come up to... Shoulder. Yeah, we'll call shoulder. That's very generous. Uh, I was going to say navel, but yeah, shoulder, I think is probably a touch more accurate. But um, having having Cam hold the mic and then just trying to really focus on looking at me or at the interviewer, I could I could feel the tension. But no, it was it was I think I think you did a very good job, mate, and we both did a very good job as well, didn't we? And we had good praise and feedback. Yeah, we did get uh, you know we saw when we when almost won and done that we got a tiny piece of coaching after we started, but it was about two seconds in, and then we just boom nailed out our interview, which was pretty cool. I did get given a little extra task to hold the microphone and not just hold it, swivel. I had to swivel left and right to to sort of control where we wanted to listen to. So I had a a massive job, you know, to make sure that audio comes through well. But yes, it was a little bit awkward. I knew it and I know I'll look a little bit awkward in the footage. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. I know that I look probably fine when I'm speaking. I'm comfortable, relaxed when I'm speaking because it's just talking. But it was the listening part during an interview where you're listening to maybe not so much the the interview question but to you know as much as share his thoughts it was like stare at him was probably a little bit more comfortable but then you turn back to sort of look at the interviewer as well and sort of pretend you're taking it in and you're looking at the interviewer but the camera's just right there in your focus a little bit (laughs) and it's just intimidating a little hey but now you've done it you'll know what it's like for future and i think that's the whole thing 
about not only that sort of media side in terms of becoming a bit more desensitized, but maybe that's a bit more of a, a theme for the episode as well about becoming a bit more desensitized to things like netball and and the losses and, and stuff like that. Now, please, please, please watch this on if you do have Sky Sport, please watch it. I think it's at around eight o'clock on Mondays on Sky Sport. And then feel free to give us some feedback on it as well. If you do have any other feedback, of course, you are more than welcome to send it through. We would love to hear from you. Center underscore pass underscore NZ on Instagram. Uh, Center pass podcast on Facebook. And of course, we take emails. Uh, center.pass.nz at gmail.com. Did I, get that? Did I get that right? You got that right. I think oh, that's the first time you've ever got that one right. One and mate. done. Yeah, I, I've, I didn't even write it down. I should have written it down just to have complete confidence. Now, before we finish... A little note to St Hilda's B, who we are playing on the weekend. Of course, we were at this session, as Cam spoke about, to do an interview on Tuesday morning. And it just so happened to be that there was a little Netflix session prior to our interview. And who was taking part? Just the players from our opposition this weekend. Unbelievable stuff. But it was good for us because it means that we sort of know how they're going to warm up and they're going to warm up pretty well. So... We'll make sure that we're going to warm up just as well and look forward to taking them on on Saturday, the 14th of May at 9 o'clock. So if you can make it to the Edgar Centre, we'd love to see you there. But that's all, isn't it, Cam? Is that all we've got this episode? Yeah, well, first of all, we'd love to have you down. and Love to, please. Get the support out for our girls for you know, this pretty important game for them and us You know, to try and come back and bounce back from and just you know look to have a good performance. The other thing is, thank you guys for listening, really. Yeah, it's and thank you guys for all of your support as well. We we genuinely have received quite a lot of support. We even heard from the the Netfit team that Dame Knowles is a big fan of us and our tracksuits. <laughs> yeah, and um, she said we did a, an excellent job when we spoke to her, so yeah, that was very reassuring and, and pretty, you know, what, what words to hear through the grapevine. Yeah, pretty, the netball grapevine as, as well, so... Dame Knowles, I know you're listening. <laughs> Maybe not, but, but thank you for your support as well. So, again, if you do have any questions, feedback, praise, we'll take anything. Feel free to let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Until then, though, thanks for listening, and we will see you on the other side of this crunch game. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to Centre Pass. Check out centre underscore pass underscore NZ on social media and on Spotify for more.